welcome to episode 25 of the Hillcrest Duo. Today is Tuesday, March the 1st. Happy March, Brad! Happy March. It's almost St. Patrick's Day. I am Metal John at Metal John Radio on Twitter with my co-host here, Mr. Brad Risto. I am at Outsider Brad on Twitter. All right, you're tuned in to episode 25 of the Hillcrest Duo. On this episode, we're going to share our quick thoughts on the Oscars, which were just this past Sunday. Mm-hmm. We also got coming up, we're going to talk about Gotham, season 2, episode 12, Mr. Freeze, the return of Gotham. We're going to talk about Walking Dead, season 6, episode 11, Knots Unite. Also, episode 15 of Supergirl from season 1, Solitude. We're going to talk about those three episodes. We're going to share our thoughts on those. Again, like I said, we're going to talk a little bit about the Oscars. And before we get to the Oscars, just catch up with you. It's been a few days since we last talked, Brad. Uh, what's new in your world? For me, what's new is yesterday I turned all my chase points that I've gotten all these years of um, uh, paying off my credit card on time, and I bought a PS4. Kick ass. I finally am getting a PS4 as well Woo-hoo! with Call of Duty, so we'll have to... Uh, I'll have to pick that one up because I picked up the version that has Uncharted because I love the Uncharted games because I don't know if you've ever played them, but basically all it is is I still 100% believe this and I can never prove it. Naughty Dog went to um, uh, Universal and said, hey, we got this demo for an Indiana Jones game. They said, eh, nah. They said, screw it. We'll make our own game because basically that's all you're doing. You're running around finding artifacts and you're punching bad guys. And then, yes, in the first game, you're punching Nazis. Awesome. Well, I'm getting the Call of Duty uh, bundle, so I'll be uh, I'll be Call of Duty in it up. And there's so many wine Typo rocks on the. Um, uh... How about that? Look at you with your I memory. You. Look at you with your memory. Uh, I was uh, at a cool place over the weekend, Brad. I went to Level Two Fifty Seven, which is a new uh, bar slash restaurant slash game place. It's at the Woodfield Mall in Schaumburg. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. It's basically got a Pac-Man theme to it, obviously, oh, yeah. level 257. Last level before the kill screen. Yep. So it, there's a bowling alley in there, restaurant, bar, arcade. Arcade's not very big, but they've got about eight or nine pinball machines, which is all I need. Mm-hmm. they got a couple of driving games, a lot of shooter games, and it's one of those... It's they just, have the, um, uh, dri- the um, uh, uh, Daytona USA big like eight um, uh, driver setup? I did not see that one, no. Uh, but uh, similar to like a Dave and Buster's or GameWorks, you actually are playing with a card. So you right. put time instead of putting points on it, you put time on it. Mm. So for like ten bucks, you get thirty minutes of play. Oh, that's perfect. So for you're me. just you're constantly swiping to to you know. Because someone like me, when I play games and I die a lot, that means I'm getting my money's worth. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, but like I said, the game selection's still a little small. Um, you know, compared to a Dave and Buster's or a GameWorks, which is all video games. Oh God, yeah. This and is like a big. This is like a one corner of it is that. Then obviously the bowling alleys. I'm giving them all this free advertising. I paid for my meal. I played for my games. Just so you know, this isn't like free advertising. Just give them a plug because it's a cool place to check out for. Uh, Don't gotta you worry know, about for, plug all here. Yeah, for uh, gamers and stuff. Level two fifty seven in Schaumburg. Check it out. Um, other than that, Brad, uh, just get ready for my vacation. Wait, 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 wait. Before we go really any farther, I was perusing Twitter early today, and you posted a picture. Would you care to tell our listeners what you were doing in said picture? Oh, yeah. So my my vacation is coming up yes. this uh, upcoming weekend. Sort of a tradition I have before I go on vacation is I like to get pretty well groomed, mm-hmm. including my feet. 
So I got myself a pedicure today. You got yourself a pedicure. Yes. Why? Because because it's Asian girls, Brad. Asian girls playing with my feet. I will give them money okay. all day, every day. Okay, so uh, you're one of those guys. Actually, I got talked into this. In my full-time job, there's a couple of girls that go and do petties and manis all the time. And... <laughs> They're like, John, you should come for a petty sometime. And I was like, really? Is that is it okay for guys to go? And they're like, yeah, there's guys in there all the time. It's okay. So I went, and I got one done. It's pretty awesome because they, uh, they not only do they trim up your nails, your your toenails really nice and good, but yeah. I pay for the spa treatment, which, you know, they put all these, like, weird, like, sand lotions and creams, and they rub your legs, they rub your feet, they clean them up really good, they massage them for you, and you sit in this big leather chair that's got a little massager built into it. So you mean I don't need to put my toes in my mouth anymore? Exactly. Awesome. And uh, so I do that a couple times a year. I've never done that, by the way. I I, I do it a couple times. It's okay, Brad. You can go get a pedicure. It's okay. Just don't let the guy, just don't let the guy be the one to do your feet. I think I might do both. I think I might do a Manny pedicure. See, I've never done a Manny before. I just chew my nails. Well, I think most most guys do, but I think I need a a pedicure and a manicure. Uh, It says man in it. Man, it cure. Yeah, cure your man. Cure the man. Nice. I like it. <laughs> Anyways, I, 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 I'm a big supporter of it, especially if you got a cute little Asian girl working on your feet. And if you do find a good place in the suburbs here, let me know, because the place I go to is right in the loop. So, Well, you do work downtown. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get to it. Like I said, we are going to talk Walking Dead, Gotham, Supergirl. Before we get to that, Brad, we're going to talk about the Oscars. They were on Sunday. Yes. Um, I watched it. Uh, you know, I, I listen to what other people say here and there about their overall feel of it. People were kind of mixed on Chris Rock. Me, I thought, I thought he, I thought he was awesome. I thought he knocked it out of the park. He was trying to make people uncomfortable. He made people uncomfortable. He did what he wanted he, to do, and he didn't hold back from Chris Rock. Like if you've no. ever seen Chris Rock do stand up, which I I've seen him live in person do stand up, and I've watched his specials. He did. He he didn't filter himself, he which is sem- what he should well, do. Well, he was semi full, Chris Rock. He didn't do the vulgarity. I'll give him credit there. He um uh, he censored the um words, but he didn't censor the content. Yeah, he did point out the things that people in the media and social media and you know your Spike Lee's out there that were were yes. complaining is what I'm just gonna say, just complaining and boycotting. And you know he addressed that. He sort of made he sort of made fun of them a little bit, which which I thought was fun. It's like he wasn't being completely biased or one sided. He was just like, "Hey, look, guys, you know we all make a lot of money making movies. Who cares? Who cares who wins? Who cares who who loses? Who cares who gets recognized and who doesn't get recognized?" And I loved that little bit he did where he went out to the movie theater and was asking people about. Brooklyn and yeah. you know and, and all these other movies no, that were nominated think, for Oscars and everybody's like, what movie are you talking about? And they're no. standing in front of a movie theater that had no idea what movies he was talking about. No, my favorite one was the um, uh, African American actors and the best a- um, uh, movie nominees, especially the one that he did for The Martian. Yeah, the one that had Jeff Daniels in it. Oh God, is he still up there? Yeah, the the uh, oh, those little parodies a, were funny. Do you see an astronaut? Because I don't see an astronaut. <laughs> wink, wink. Yeah, that, that was good. I love the Girl Scout cookie bit too. No, that was no, a little, no. okay, that was a little yeah. heartwarming, which was okay, cool. You, you um, uh, are gonna go into what your favorite part of the um, uh, night was. That was my favorite part. Really? Yeah. So bringing out the Girl Scout cookies. My only regret was apparently some of the people who gave money didn't get cookies. 
which is horrible. What? They should get their money back. They were doing it for the Girl Scouts, but still, if I get money, I want my cookies because I love me my Thin Mints. Yeah, it didn't look like those girls had a lot of supplies. I don't think they knew what they were in for when they came out there. <laughs> it's like the one girl was carrying like three boxes of Girl Scout cookies. It's like those are going to be gone before you Mine. even get to the second row. No, if it were me, they'd be. They just would have been gone, and I, if I was in the first row, I, I yeah, did catch all three a boxes. Mine now. Money here. Give. I did catch a couple celebrities sharing their cookies, like, you know, nope. eating a couple Thin Mints, handing them down. That's, no sharing. That's, that's very just, nice of them. Just all three boxes. I'm a cookie monster those down. Ugh. But what was your favorite part of the night, uh, Metal? Uh, by far, my favorite part of the Oscars was Ali G presenting. Ali G. I thought it was funny that they that they brought Ali G out, but if you notice, I forgot who the girl is that came out with him. She said not one word. So I thought something was up with that bit because he came out. He's like, "Oh, I'm just another token black presenter," and <laughs> and you know, he's like, "Here's a movie about a bunch of white people in a room," and he showed the clip for room as he was kind of. But if you notice in that clip, he came out with a girl and she said nothing. So I think he Nada. came out there and he was like, I'm I'm going into character full blown. Just stand there and look pretty, lady. And I, <laughs> I, I mean, I don't even remember the actress that was out there with him. But I feel kind of bad I, for her. I, I was I had my doubts. I'm like, I'm really surprised they let him do this because I was waiting for him to drop an F-bomb. I was waiting for him to go into a rant about something. And he really kept it clean, but entertaining and funny and being Ali G. And then... I saw today, Brad, today, Tuesday, March 1st, that uh, Sasha Barra Cohen, that actor, he did an interview with ITV's Good Morning Britain. Mm -hmm. And he said, in quote, the Oscars sat me down beforehand and said they didn't want me to do anything out of order. They wanted me to actually just present it as myself. But luckily, my wife put on the Ali G beard in a disabled toilet bathroom area yeah. and i managed to get away with it so i love first of all when i go to the restroom i use this table toilet i love it yeah it's oh there's favorite. more room there's more room you can kind of yeah expand. yeah and if you drop something you don't have to worry about reaching under to grab yeah. something that goes to the person <laughs> next to you i i'm with you brad i i, I do i use I, the table all the time i feel bad because you're always kind of worried like you're gonna hear that squeak Squeak. Oh, yeah. Well, you just oh, got to hurry up no. and go. You just got to wipe and go. Uh, you just got to wipe and go. Um, I'm sorry. 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 Got to go. Got to go. Yeah, that's what you have to do. But I thought uh, I thought that bit was great. And it's even better that Sasha Baron Cohen was told not to do it. And he yes, did it, it anyways. Uh, it, this is the second time he's made a, an ass of himself, so to speak, at the Oscars. Yes. Do you remember what he did last time? Uh, the dictator when he um, uh, spilled the ashes on uh, on, on Seacrest. So and that happened very early. That was because you know E starts their Oscars pre-show at like two o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. I'm one of those people that I have it on at two o'clock in the afternoon and I watch you don't it. Have so or... I saw that happen and I was laughing so hard. I'm like, this is the funniest thing ever. Uh, apparently he got thrown out, so he didn't even make it into the Oscars. Well, this Ryan time he did make it in. Ryan Seacrest, you, you don't you don't um, mess with the Seacrest, especially back then when he was still. Oh, he was so mad about that. Uh, back in those the days look on Seacrest's face when he got ashes dumped on him that well, was that'd great. Well, that'd be like doing it to um, uh, Chris Hardwick nowadays. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, let's talk real quick about some of the awards. Um, I think it's safe to say Brie Larson and Leo. We both picked that oh, in God, our predictions. Yeah. That was. Uh, I thought it was a home run. I thought it was a slam dunk that those two were going to win. The supportings go. We'll talk about Stallone. We both picked Stallone to win. We thought Stallone was a lock to win the Lifetime Oscar. Achievement Award version, basically. Yeah, but it ended up going to Mark Rylance from Bridge of Spies. I saw Bridge of Spies. Fantastic movie. And 
when I put a little bit more thought into this, after they announced he won and I really thought about it, it actually wasn't that big of an upset because oh, no. supporting actors, if you look at some of the history, they usually go to bad guys. Yeah. Uh, just to name a few, J.K. Simmons won last year for Whiplash. He yep. was technically a villain in that movie. Mm -hmm. Christoph Waltz has won it twice, once for Django, which he really wasn't a bad guy, but he won it for Inglorious Bastards, where he was a really bad guy. Yeah. Heath Ledger won it for The Joker. Javier Boredom won it for uh, yeah. uh, No Country for Old Men. A lot of bad guys, bad win, guys win, it. win that supporting actor Oscar. So, And when you look at the list of nominees this year, he was the only bad guy nominee. Mm -hmm. So if you were smart and you really did a lot of research, you would have not really overlooked him. However... I think a lot of us just really wanted Stallone to win it. We yeah, almost it thought he got good. Yeah, feel good moment, feel good moment. But we got our feel good moment in Leo. Yeah, and then with the supporting actress, um, you know, uh, Alicia uh, Van Kander won it for Danish Girl, which I did not see that movie. Um, I saw the um, Tracy Morgan version. Yeah, <laughs> we all saw the Tracy <laughs> I'm Morgan version. Danish Girl, I got a Danish. Yeah, Jennifer Jason Lee, I think I still think should have won that one. That was probably the only one I'm like, man, why, why? Why couldn't that one go right? I but uh, I will say this though, uh, I, I, you know, in our in our special we did a couple weeks ago where we talked about the Oscars and we made predictions. One thing that we both talked about that um, we need to address is we talked about original screenplay. Yes. Me and you both agreed Inside Out should have won. Yes. And then yes. we both agreed that Straight Outta Compton was going to get the pity Oscar. And we were wrong. We were wrong on both counts. Oh God, were we wrong? Original screenplay went to Spotlight. Spotlight actually. Cleaned up. Did pretty well. Winning best pitcher. No best surprise pitcher. there. I, I, a little bit of a surprise. I think we were we were thinking Revenant was going to win. I was thinking Mad Max may have had like a little bit of a chance to upset it, but it ended up going to Spotlight, yeah. which when you think about Spotlight, it has a lot of political undertones to it. Mm -hmm. um, it's a fantastic movie. It's just a real tribute to journalism and yes. really good journalism. It was really good. And, I'm, and, and I'm, I'm glad it won. I mean, I good, good for I'm them. I'm tickled that it won because I... You know, I went to school. I have a degree in broadcast cam. I have a degree in journalism. I am excited at one. Yeah, I. You know, um, animated feature Inside Out did win, which was great. Well, um, that was a given. That one. Was uh, Amy women winning for documentary. I did see the Amy documentary. That's a really good one. I would like one. to say one of the movies I wanted to see nominated was um, uh, the Best of Enemies, the Gore Vidal, um, William F. Buckley one. You know, I didn't see that one yet. Uh, is that good? Um, I enjoy it, but it's been, um, uh, basically because it's a very political one. It's ba obvi obviously with Gordon Vidal and um, William F. Buckley, but it's uh, it is available on Netflix streaming. Yeah, all right. And so it's really fun to watch. You have um, uh, the voiceover talent from Jonathan Lithgow and um, uh, Kelsey Grammer in it. Yeah. So overall, I thought the Oscars were uh, a lot of fun, entertaining. Thumbs up. Yeah, I'm waiting for next year. We'll see if uh, any of our superheroes get nominated coming up next year. <laughs> no. Probably not. Nope. Unless um, uh, one of the um, uh, main superheroes dies in um, uh, Captain America Civil War, if a Robert Downey Jr. dies, if um, oh. a Chris Evans dies. A couple of other things I wanted to point out, too. Um, uh, a few little notes that if you were following along on Twitter during the Oscars, a few things that were pointed out was, uh, one, I don't know if you caught this, but when uh, C-3PO and R2-D2 and BB-8 came out, Mm -hmm. Jacob Tremblay from the room, like stood up on his chair and he was like so excited well, that they were on had, stage, um, he, and and and, he had Star and just Wars cufflinks. yeah, and just his reaction to them coming out, he was like a little kid at the circus, and that was so awesome. Yeah, 
And of course, when he won an award, um, I believe it wasn't the Golden Globe, maybe a SAG award. He won. And he did say he was going to put his award on his tro- on his shelf next to his Millennium Falcon. So yeah, yeah, that was awesome. Was awesome. Uh, another thing to point out too is during uh, original song, mm-hmm. uh, Lady Gaga had that song. Um, that she did uh, yeah. for the hunting ground called Till It Happens to You. The hunting ground, fantastic documentary. I'm really surprised that that wasn't nominated for best documentary because it may have had a really good chance to win if it was. Lady Gaga did that song. She brought out a lot of people from that cast of that movie mm-hmm. that are all victims of sexual abuse. And I guess apparently after her performance during the commercial break, Brie Larson went up and hugged every single one of those girls. Well, that's cool. And and so there was some oh, stuff on Twitter with, about that. That was the one with um, Joe Biden being there too. Yeah. The vice president. And when he was he was a little, he was talking a little bit about that movement. Like yeah. that's a Brad, I'm telling you as far as documentaries go, that's a must watch. Okay. It's it's very you know, it, it focuses on the females because, you know, they're the victims in this and yep. and they and they talk about how they're treated. Like, you know, hey, I went out, I you know, was drinking with some friends, a guy took advantage of me. I try to get help. I try to get. Re- I try to report this, and everybody victim shamed me right. and victim blamed me. And then they go to another school and they interview another girl. Same story. Yeah. Another school. Same I story. No, I mean, and, and, it, and it's so it's just it's more of a pattern. And that's where they call it the hunting ground. They kind of say, "Hey, look, it's easy for guys to go to college campuses and get away with this." Oh yeah, you know, and it, it's a fantastic movie. Uh, check it out. Um, and uh, I'm surprised it wasn't nominated for that, but it's pretty cool that they won the uh, that they were that they got the performance and and those girls were able to come mm-hmm. on stage and and kind of pay their message a little bit with help of the vice president with the VP. All right, let's talk some TV shows. We're gonna talk Supergirl a little bit. We're gonna talk Gotham in a little bit, which just had their big return. But first, let's start off with Walking Dead season six episode eleven just aired uh, a few nights ago. Jesus takes the gang to the hilltop. Yes. And this was not not untied, not 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 to unite. Oh yes, untied. Yep. Sorry, you know, I forgot it, the D. I forgot the D. Well, you know, it, they're very similar words. Actually, I can yes. I do it all not the time. Not unite. Okay. Untie. Untied. Unite. <laughs> unite. Untie. Not landing. Wait, that's a soap opera. <laughs> This was sort of like a soap opera. Was, oh, gosh, this one was. All right, so Jesus convinces the gang. You to, got a shower to, to, to come in here. Oh, yeah, what's up with that? That was very, that was, that was very uh, inglor- uh, um, Django Unchained. Yeah. I kind of got that feeling when they first walked into Hilltop. You know, well, I was like, wow, know. this is like the plantation here. You know, and then they go into the big mansion, and, and the white guy's dressed up really nice, Gregory, and he's like, you guys got a shower, then we'll talk. He's like, I don't want you dirtied up my house. <laughs> well, you know, they're only being what? How many total zombies were um, really threatening it at the, as the pretense for why they were in trouble? Yeah. It was like six of them total. Well, one thing that was kind of we'll, uncovered. We'll go send the 13-year-old kid to go kill him. Yeah. Go kill him. One thing that was uncovered uh, was Jesus had mentioned that he is working with other groups Trading yeah. supplies. So it's not just one group. They work with several. And one yeah. of the groups, obviously, that they're trading with is Negan's group. And yeah. Negan is holding a prisoner. Yeah. He wants more supplies. And obviously, the overall point of the episode was, you know, some bad things happen. And now uh, now Rick, Rick and the gang is saying, we're going to go play Cowboys and Indians and help get your boy back from oh. Negan. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, we can go take on this guy. Uh, oh, Rick. and you're going to give us half your supplies. Oh, yeah. Rick, don't you think we should um, figure out how powerful this guy is? It'll be all right. We're awesome. Yeah, we got Michonne, we got Daryl, we got Carol, we got 
Come we on. We got one-eyed Carl. <laughs> By the, the way, I'm calling him one-eyed Carl from now on. Come on. What's the worst that could happen? This might as well be called Ricky Obama cashes a check, check he can't cash. Because, you know, even if we didn't know a lot of the things that are going to happen with Negan, you can just kind of tell, like, yeah, Rick might have just made a mistake here. He's yeah. taking on someone who he has no idea about. Yeah, I mean... Obviously, spoilers are impossible to hide on the intertubes. Yep. But this one... Well, we've, could, we've talked about it on yeah. the podcast Well, even here. if we didn't know, you, we would kind of probably have this feeling like, I mean, they just kind of took it for no real reason. This this doesn't feel like it's going to end well for them. Yep. And if the comics, it is true at all truth to the comics, things will not end well. Yeah. Um, so Although, the real question is, are someone going to die on episode 12 next week? I don't think it'll be next week. I think it'll be two weeks from now, but. So you um, think the battle with Negan's going to last two two weeks? Yes, but I want to say my favorite part was um, Rick kills a guy. He's covered in blood. He takes out his gun. Two guys with sticks come at him. Dude, I have a gun. He's pointing a gun at you, and you're point and you're trying to come after him with sticks. Spears. Yes? They were spears. Okay, spears, but still. But I like bang, I like bang. I like how he's got blood all over him. When somebody's like, "Hey, Rick," and he's like, "What? What? What did I do this time?" <laughs> Oh, I love it. Rick 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 don't is cracking me up on that Rick. show. Yeah, please don't, don't change. Ever and change. I love how he told Maggie, you go talk to Gregory because uh, it's probably better that way. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of that, Gregory uh, suffered from a little bit of amnesia there. He couldn't remember Maggie's name, kept calling her Natalie. Yeah. I don't know if there was uh, a significance behind that or well, if like uh, that I don't know. I mean I, I like to think he was just an a jerk. I'm like, going with he was just a jerk and didn't even no, know. No, I'm not calling name. you by your real name. I think he just didn't know Steve. I am not Steve. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. A better um, reference. I am not Rick. SpongeBob SquarePants in the house. Oh, there you go. <laughs> okay. So, but, but you know what? It was a very good episode. It was a very good one because it was able to maintain a lot of tension and um, drama without going to zombies or really um, uh, even having the main enemy for what will be the second half of the season even yet. I mean, Negan and the Saints were mentioned, but they haven't really had, didn't have any screen time in this one. Yeah, I, I agree. But I guess another thing to think about, some something that was a focus early in this episode that I was trying to figure out what they were getting at was this Abram and Sasha romance thing. It seemed like there's a little bit of like a romance there, or it at least seems like it's clear to me that Abram is conflicted. Yes. Because he's thinking about one girl, he's with the other girl, and then he's sitting there getting choked and he's having flashes of like of mm-hmm. Sasha. And I'm like, I'm just thinking to myself, I'm like, what is going on with this guy? Is he just is he, you know, is he on like a you know, is love triangle thing? Do we need I, to get I Jerry Springer involved? I think, it's a, I think that's it. I think it's a love triangle. I think he doesn't know who to love and it's But then you kind of gave Glenn a little bit of a hard time for knocking up Maggie. He's like, You sure you want to bring a kid into this world? <laughs> Well, Which, would, that's kind of smart. I mean, would you really want to, like, impregnate a girl? Like, Well, you know what? You really don't have a choice because this is the world that exists. So we have to repopulate it so there are less, more people and less zombies. Yep, so you got a good prediction for episode 12 here? Any, a, I think you'll get a big battle scene. No one will die, but I think it's going to end with Negan having the upper hand. 
There'll be a big battle scene. It'll um, uh, be massive. It'll be epic. And then it'll all come to a close with Negan having the upper hand and then see you next week. Okay. Like maybe by having the upper hand, like maybe having a couple of hostages from Rick's side. Yes. And then, and you know, and hey, drop your weapons, drop all, give us all this stuff, and we'll let these guys go. Yes. And then a little bit of foreshadowing, maybe he only lets two of the three go, or lets one of the two go, and then the Mm -hmm. other one. Yep, 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 yep. I could see that happening. That is exactly. Well, episode twelve just around the corner. We'll be uh, we'll be tuning in for that one. it's back. Our favorite show, Brad. Gotham Season 2, Episode 12, Mr. Freeze. Mr. Freeze. Returns. I was excited. I, I'm not going to – I'm going to admit, I was thinking about it all day on Monday. I'm like, Gotham tonight, Gotham tonight, Gotham tonight. I was so pumped for it. So, got to watch it. And uh, uh, I, I want to start off, I guess, you know, beginning of the episode, we had Gordon talking to Harvey Dent, uh, mm-hmm. giving his side of the story about the Theo Galvin. You uh, mean Gordon – Lying. Yes. Under oath. And and my first question for you, Brad, is after lying under oath, getting away with it, the penguin covering for him, can we finally say that his dirty cop days are over? I would like to think so, but this whole story, I mean, Gotham is the origin of basically Jim Gordon, so I think we're probably, because he can't be the crusading cop on top until... Batman starts showing up, so we won't get to see that. Oh, so you don't think he's going to be a good cop before Batman? Well, he'll be have to establish it, but I think he has some dirty cop left in him. I mean, he has to, but I think you. Well, that'll probably be for uh, he'll by the end of this season. By the end of season two, he will be good cop, good crusading cop. Okay. As he uh, develops his legend as the cop above it all. Well, we did see a lot of uh, Mr. Freeze, and we even saw Nora Fries, mm-hmm. and we even learned how to pronounce her name. Yes. For those of you uh, taking notes, it's Fries. Fries. Um, it's German. Yep. So, uh, overall concept with Freeze, I mean, I... I basic, um, uh, it's the same basic one that from uh, the um, every um, other one, he wants to save his wife from being dead. And right now he's experimenting on people without their permission. He's trying to freeze them to test if he can freeze his wife and cure her cancer or disease and bring her back to life. He's got a lot of failed subjects. Uh, My favorite was the guy who just basically melted. Well, yeah. That was pretty fun. I think that has to happen to a lot of them, which is why he was um, reacting like that. But it's like, got officer... I thought that was badass. I'm just gonna say this. Also, this bo- this body just melts, and Officer, I'm like, Ooh, I badass. Would return, I would return the bodies. The problem is they're they're in buckets. They're in the buckets somewhere. Sorry, and you know what? You know the they're problem- going into the sewer, and that's how Killer Croc is gonna get born. Look, I would. Uh, Ooh, um, how do you like that? That's great. I mean, his problem <laughs> is is that isn't that he's doing these tests. He's doing it without their permission. That's his problem. It's like, well, I mean, if somebody said, hey, Brad, can I freeze you to try to see if it works? Well, what do I get out of it? Do I get like a hundred bucks or something? You may or may not die. Do I get a hundred bucks, though? Sure. And some wings. Sold. All right. So uh, we saw quite a bit of Hugo Strange. B.D. Wong, by the way, Dr. Henry Wu from Jurassic Park. Yes. He helped create dinosaurs, and now he's yes. creating monsters in the Satan Asylum. Yes, he is. And um, let me ask you this. 
Which doctor would you rather deal with? Dr. Freeze, slash Mr. Freeze, but he is Dr. Freeze. Or Dr. Um, uh, Strange. Um, you know, at least right now, Dr. Freeze doesn't really want to ruin you. Well, Dr. Strange kind of does. Remember, yeah, but... See no evil. Doc, Dr. Freeze is also killing you without well, no, trying. No, he's, he's not trying to kill you, but he's killing you. But he's perfected it, so now he won't kill you. Now he's just going to freeze you, and um, you need to be um, uh, put under some hot lights. Speaking of that, I got to talk about uh, I got to talk about that scene, uh, or, or just a little cliff note that I noticed is that Gotham apparently has a line of people that um, are more than happy to walk into the police station and confess to crimes. Apparently, I mean they've got like a little waiting area. Uh, yeah. So you know, Freeze comes in. Hey, I want to you know I want to uh, talk, talk to Jim Gordon. Uh, I'm the guy who's been freezing people. All right, sit over here and wait with the rest of them. And there's like seven or eight guys. And once again, let me um, give credit to Mr. Freeze, Dr. Freeze there. He was willing to confess. He was willing to turn himself in. Until he saw one of his, uh, until he saw the security guard from the pharmacy come back to life. No, that wasn't the security guard. That was the pharmacy. Oh, that was the pharmacist. The The security guard got shattered. That's right. the, The security guard is in a couple pieces. That was a cool scene where he's just standing there and then psh. And then all, and the head's, like, in the windshield there. Yeah, I love that, it. That, that, that's not a good day. If you're a little, little violent for for, uh, for network TV, but I like it. Oh, it was great. And you know what? I like how they're setting up, obviously, the second half. Obviously, they've set up the stakes for Nigma. They've set up the stakes from Calipot. They've set up the stakes for Gordon. They well, still have to set up the stakes for Bruce, though. Yeah, we haven't even we didn't really get any of Bruce. We not didn't get not any much of Bruce not, at all. not much of Selena. Um, a couple of other things. Butch uh, apparently has taken over the the the, the realm happy. for Penguin. Uh, Tabitha wants to team up with them. Um, we already know this from just news that's been out there is that Fish Mooney is coming back. So mm-hmm. I'm assuming she's going to come back here pretty soon oh, yeah. and see that Butch is in charge. Penguin's locked away. And she uh, wants her empire back. Exactly. And, you know, Fish and, and, and Butch got some history there, so mm-hmm. I we'll see how this plays out. But I also don't think Penguin's going to be at Arkham for a very long time. Oh, no. No, he's going to I mean, what, else, what, could, what could Hugo Strange actually do to Penguin? Like, I mean, we already know he's crazy. We already know he's insane. I mean, is he going to do something that's going to make him gain a lot of weight? <laughs> that's not the only thing I can think of. Where's, it, where, where's he going to get his Penguin <laughs> belly? <laughs> Where that may, may, oh, maybe he does some experience with him where he starts getting that little like yes. penguin penguin noise. Well, you know, he isn't a very good psychiatrist, let's just face it. Or he is a very, very good one, but he wants to ruin people instead of actually help them. Yeah. Well, the one guy gouged out his eyes there at the end. See no evil. <laughs> yeah. A lot of Joker references this week. We saw the spray paint on the yes. wall of the ha ha ha, that Joker laugh like thing. Maybe this is uh, a little tease that the Joker is going to be born in Arkham and not born at the chemical plant. Perhaps. We shall see. But, you know, all in all, it was a fun episode. I still want to see more. And, and we know Arkham's got that secret facility, which they revealed at the end. Yes. The little hidden door. The elevators goes down. and mm-hmm. I still want to see what um, the future holds for Bruce and Selina. But all in all, it was a very nice episode. I am excited to see the rest of the season. All right, finally, Supergirl, episode... I, I watched this one live. You watched Gotham live. Yeah. Uh, episode 15, Solitude. We finally get to see the Fortress of Solitude. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, James Olsen goes for a ride on Supergirl's back, and uh, I'm jealous. And oh, God, he yes. also didn't freeze. Well, How does had, that happen? Well, he had a jacket on. 
Yeah, but I mean, you could. All right, Brad, if I, you put on a coat and sit on the wing of an airplane, are you not going to freeze? Well, this is DC Universe. I'm all right. You get what I'm, po- I'm pointing Yes, at I that. do. I get your point. So, because, you see, the super people, they create this shield around the people, and it means that, that, that no, I have no idea. All right. Glad we, we could agree to agree there. All right, so the Legion flight ring was spotted at the Fortress of Solitude. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was another one spotted on the Flash's Welcome to Earth 2 episode. So uh, uh, if you don't know, the ring is worn by Legion of Superheroes, future teen heroes. So apparently they're saying that they exist in this universe yeah. and they've possibly met Superman already. Mm-hmm. But uh, That's kind of an itch. I don't know if it's – I think it's just an Easter egg. I don't think oh, it's something think they're going to get Easter, to. Definitely an Easter egg. If they get to it, it'll be like a few seasons down the road. They're but, just kind of putting it out there. That aside, um, first of all, it's the Fortress of Solitude, not the Fortress of what's Netflix and chill. Yeah. Not gonna, how can uh, you um, uh, bring someone else? I mean, I realize um, Superman invited um, a Supergirl, but still. James has been there a bunch of times. Yeah, it kind of sounds like maybe Supergirl was like, well, you come with me because I don't want to go by myself. Yes. I, that's what I'm going to say it was. Okay, I'll, I'll give you that. Our uh, Alien of the Week, Indigo, uh, and we say Alien of the Week because the Alien— Although this one's not really an Alien of the Week. I'm going to give them credit because they left room for her to come back. Really? She shattered into pixels. No, you didn't watch the end where um, uh, what's-his-face? Um, I can't—the the main bad guy now. He um uh, re- Lord him. Max Lord. Ma- no, not him. The um Kryptonian. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, uh, she was broken into pieces, but he said, "Are you going to serve me?" You didn't see that part. Guess your MDVR kind of cut out because oh. she was in um uh, like five different pieces. Damn it! I gotta rewatch it. But yes, um, it, he she ha- he has all her um uh, pieces, and she just has to be reassembled. Oh, I see. Well, whatever. She's still broken apart. She's right still now. a little alien but she of the can still, But now um, uh, she can be serving the evil Kryptonians. All right. But th- yeah, um, it was a very fun episode. But she's—I I don't know though. She's a little too powerful to be an alien that sticks around. Well, obviously, um, if um, uh, she's going to be working for him, that the her powers will be curtailed some. Because yeah, she was, she was mad powerful. And this episode, once again, brought forward to the problem that Supergirl always has right now. When the stakes get way, way too high, you're just like, okay, I realize Superman wants to let Supergirl be her own person, but there's a nuke about to hit a city. I think at this point he would um, probably show up. <laughs> I would think so, too. <laughs> And it's the it's but it's yeah. The, so what what do you think he's doing? What could he possibly be doing at that time, Brad? That he couldn't go help. Obviously, out. he wasn't watching TV. No, it's Netflix and Jim obviously, Wallace. obviously, Jim doesn't have his phone number anymore. Apparently, <laughs> so he only gets his outside Metropolis news from CNN or whatever. Oh, well, so okay, uh, you saw the end, like where they said it was just like um, a Soyuz satellite. So, yeah, I heard the Soyuz satellite went through. Uh, Clark, it was a nuke. Why why didn't you call me? Mm. And I also want to say, apparently the DEO does not know how to hire hackers. Those guys, that's like one of the worst government agencies, I think. extra governmental agencies. I mean, there's the one from Arrow whose name I can't remember right now. The one that um, Angela Waller ran. There's the DEO... And we have S.H.I.E.L.D. in all these shows. 
Yeah. I'd say Shield is top tier. They seem to know what they're doing. The one from Arrow, and then way down at the bottom is the DEO. Yep. Like we're gonna, said, we're th- gonna let a journalist come in. We don't have any good hackers. Let's get this one guy from this one um uh, from the same uh, news company that this um uh, journalist was at. There's an alien plant living on Supergirl. Let's bring them both into the lab. They are a horribly run agency. Oh. I, if I were them, they it, need to fire their um, director. They and how do they not have a good hacker? They, That's what I understand. They know where all these aliens are at. They know what their threats are. They know where they're coming from. They know how to track them, but they no, don't the have a hacker. The hacker that they can get is the tech support guy at Catco Industries. Who, by the way, is having a little bit moment with uh, the new Kara. Yes. Good for, How about good that? for him. Yeah. Play yeah. Leaving the old one behind. Yeah. Trading in for the 2016 model. I got a, I got a text from a friend uh, yesterday um, who said uh, they're in a little, bit of a, a little bit of a pickle. And as for my opinion, which I shared, I'll get your thoughts on this, though. Mm-hmm. Who do you think is hotter, Lucy or Kara? I like Kara. I like the glasses. Dude, I'm the same way, man. The I think I, I doubt the Supergirl outfit doesn't do anything for me. But the Kara at work, like in the cute little business outfit mm-hmm. with the glasses and the ponytail. And then, ponytail, just, and, then she, and then when she was just at home, just whip oh. the glasses off. And, and hair it goes down. And you know what also oh. happened kind of in that episode this past week, too, is when she was in her pajamas. Oh, yeah. And she's in her pajamas. She opened up the door for Lucy. But, uh, again, one thing I do love about Supergirl, and, I've, and I constantly say this, is I mm-hmm. love how they really kind of flow through the drama. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you think about it, the whole Kara, uh, DEO, Hank, Alex, they just repaired that relationship with a snap of a finger. Oh, yeah. It wasn't. They could have easily dragged it on four more episodes, like what Errol probably would have done. But instead, it's like... That's you know all what? that I'm drama. All that drama aside, we're all friends again. We're working together I'm again. I'm going to confess. Yes. I'm going to confess that I killed your aunt. I ran a kryptonite sword through her chest. Yep. By the way, I have a kryptonite same, sword if you ever go back. And even with the Lucy and uh and James drama, uh that's been boiling a little bit here and there. There's been hits at it. It hasn't really necessarily taken over a whole episode. This week, it was a big chunk of the episode of those yeah, two not getting bit- along. And then how does it end? They break up, and that's the end of it. That was the C plot. I, I agree. I like that they don't, um, uh, especially for a show that, let's be honest. It's like they could drag this on four more episodes they want to, but they'll well, lose. Honest, they'll lose. Is, they'll lose viewers like me that hates watching that drama is, um, get dragged down. Uh, that whether we like care to admit or not is probably more, geared more to um, uh, the female viewership. So they would probably really eat up the relationship drama, but they're throwing some people a bone, and I uh, give them credit for it. But they're putting a lot of a lot of the comic characters, a lot of the universe characters into the show, mm-hmm. and and they're just bang, 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 one right after another, which is awesome. Yes. I'm just hoping that they're building they, they, towards something. They, that, or I'm also hoping that they don't just keep doing this and lose momentum, right? Because I feel like that they could do that. But okay. Anyways, uh. Well, I think that'll do it for another episode of the Hillcrest Duo. A couple things coming soon. Something we're both very excited about. Going to be uh, taping this and, and posting it within the next week. Cartoons and Pizza going to be uploaded shortly. Yeah. Brad Risto and myself, Metal John, we are going to talk about our favorite cartoons from the late 80s, early 90s. We, got our, we were putting together our top 10 list. We're going to talk about the toys that we had to go along with those 
uh, and, you know, maybe a little guilty pleasures here and there, but yes. that's all coming up. That will be up in probably in the next week. Um, also, coming up later in March, Batman vs. Superman opens March 25th. We're going to definitely talk about that. 10 Cloverfield Lane opens on March 11th. I'm excited about that. Got to rewatch Cloverfield and then go see uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane. We'll, uh, we'll talk a little Cloverfield, Aliens, J.J. Abrams. We'll have all that coming up later on. But uh, it's probably going to be another week or two before we get back into the studio to talk more TV shows. Yes, I'll be on vacation, but uh, look out for that Cartoons and Pizza episode. It is coming soon. I am at Metal John Radio on Twitter. He is... This is another episode of the Hillcrest Duo. Thanks for tuning in. Stick around for more.